Welcome to the Dissertation Dive. This is a special podcast series where we dive into dissertations of scholars who completed their doctoral degrees in the past several years. As you know, the dissertation is the culminating experience of a doctoral journey and includes independent scholarship that is significant to the field. So I thought it'd be a great idea to dive into some outstanding dissertations. In this episode, I'm joined by Dr. Misty Muir, the author of the dissertation title Physical Education in Physical Education Class Climate in Adolescent Girls' Physical Activity. Dr. Mueller, thank you for joining me on the dissertation dive. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about the work and some of the impact that hopefully um, will make a difference in physical education moving forward. Excellent. I'm looking forward to this as well. Before we dive into your dissertation, can you tell us a little bit about your career and what you are up to now? Sure. Um, well, I started my career teaching middle school PE and did that for 18 years and then had the opportunity to join the faculty at Virginia Commonwealth University, where I've been for 12 years. And I'm currently the um, program coordinator for the health and PE licensure program. But um, right now, predominantly, my role is the executive director of the Mary and Francis Youth Center here on campus. So I have 90% of my effort is here at the Youth Center and 10% is still coordinating the licensure program with the School of Education. Okay. And I know I've joked with you that 10% um, the managed licensure program sounds um like maybe uh, not quite enough, but you you make that work somehow, I guess, right? <laughs> right. It, the, it's 90-10 on paper, but in reality, it's probably like 120%, <laughs> one place and 20 in another. So, but we make it work. Yeah, well, I, I, those are both very exciting roles. And I think the work that you've done um, helps prepare you uh, in, in both instances. So I look forward to learning more about that the podcast um how did you end up pursuing a doctorate in physical education after i think you said teaching 18 years uh well i've always i went through the um, national board process and loved that um, i had um, achieved my master's degree as a i didn't go right through i did my undergraduate taught for several years worked on my master's um, and then the national board certification um, came out and I went through that and was successful and just um, I always like a challenge and I knew in my role at VCU um, it was very important to to achieve my doctorate and it was something that I wanted to do anyway um, so just thankful that the opportunity arose and was able to accomplish that right and so you know being at VCU and I know having that terminal degree makes you a little bit more sustainable um, in higher education, how did you go about finding a program that would kind of, um, you know, keep you going at VCU, but also allow you to ultimately achieve that goal of the, the doctoral degree? Um, it was interesting. I started um, in a PhD program here at VCU in curriculum and culture and change. And um, after a couple classes, I realized I just wasn't really with my people. Um, there was no one else that was physical education. And I started kind of looking around and I just happened to, I went to a shape conference one year and heard um, Dr. Pam Brown and Dr. Gill speaking about this online 
uh, EDD program with UNCG and stayed after and talked to Pam for a little bit. And she encouraged me to just take one class, which I did uh, that fall and um, really just enjoyed it and knowing it was online with a few on-campus um, requirements. I knew that, you know, hopefully I would um, be able to interact with people that were in my focused area, and it really did turn out to be a, a wonderful program. I, I feel like I learned a lot, and just the, the faculty in the program were awesome, and um, just it was a perfect fit for me. Glad to hear that. So, of course, um, listeners will now know, um, you know, that we would have crossed paths at UNCG and um, through that online doctorate program. And I think I was pretty new to UNCG at the time uh, you came into the doctoral program. And so it was, you know, great to see, connect with you early on and um, work through this process, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit today. After a couple of years at UNCG um, with the the program, you're managing, I guess you're managing work at VCU and the uh, graduate program at UNCG, you eventually had to think about your research interests so you could propose a dissertation. Um, what are some of the influential things that led to your selection of a research topic? Uh, well, I think it goes back to when I was teaching middle school and I had an opportunity to teach a fitness for life class. And at that time, um, we separated, it was a fit for life girls class and, and for boys. And the focus of that class really was not to, uh, and it was an elective class. It was not to recruit the athletes at the school. It was more, um, to just encourage any girl that had an interest and just, improving their physical fitness and learning more about their body. And that class was just, um, I felt like impactful and thinking about moving forward and then knowing um, my own daughter's strong dislike for physical education. It just seemed like it was um, a perfect fit to try to think about what could actually be done that would encourage um, middle school adolescent girls to actually want to participate um, in physical education class. So, well, let's talk about that. We'll dive into your dissertation a little bit more specifically. Um, sounds like it was it was focused on, you know, girls and physical activity at the middle school um, age levels. What were the kind of the overarching research questions or purpose that you sought to address with your study? Um, I, I really wanted to just think about what would motivate um, girls to want to participate and then specifically like what type of activities would encourage um, girls in particular to want to participate in physical activity. So thinking about kind of what would motivate them, what would want them to participate, and then, again, like, which activities would we actually need to um, create to increase their participation level in PE? Yeah, so when you thought about approaching that topic, I know you did some work, you know, to see what the literature was was finding and what were some of the um best practices. Can you talk a little bit about how you decided to approach um, this this research study in terms of like the, you know, how you were informed by the literature and what kind of community um, connections you were making to, to get into this research study? 
Yeah, so I did some some reading about, you know, current levels of physical activity and then looking at um, self-determination theory. And then as far as the kind of community and the connections, um, I believe that's what you were asking me. I have a, a good relationship with a lot of the um, physical activity, I mean, physical education um directors, the specialists in the area. And so reaching out to them and um, helping, they were able to, um, one county, one district in particular was able to match me with a middle school that she felt like would um, really benefit from a program like this. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, I remember, you know, that you obviously were thinking about some literature, but you were thinking very local in terms of how can we, um, make a difference in the place that you you work in the VCU region or the Richmond uh, area. So what t what type of methods did you propose to to use to investigate the topic? Yeah, so I really went about this as a mixed methods um, study because what I wanted to do was not just kind of create a program, um, but I wanted to actually talk to the students and talk to um, the teachers and figure out from them. So what we did was we had um, pedometers, the students wore pedometers and they wore heart rate monitors. Um, I worked with two co-educational classes. So even though the focus really was on uh, female students, um, there aren't any gender separated PE classes. and um, I thought at the end of the day, it would be interesting also to look at, you know, just overall participation by both the girls and the boys in the class. Um, and so through that, um, I did a kind of like a, a motivational survey. Um, also for me, I kept a journal every day and then, um, again, just doing the interviews with both the students and the teacher that I worked with. So you had multiple methods uh, taking place here. Do you remember how many girls were involved with the research study or approximately how many? Yes, approximately there were, let's see, I think there were between 25 and 30 total. Yeah. Okay, so that's a really a good size physical education class. And the other thing I wanted uh, to ask about was the the school and kind of you worked with a particular school and a teacher to um, provide this program. Can you talk a little bit about the setting and some of the um, the features of that? Sure. The school, um, it wasn't uh, considered a Title I school, but it was um, a school where it's not where you walk in and you see that they have a ton of equipment and a lot of support um, across the way, there was a high number of free and reduced lunch, um, a very diverse student body, probably um, 75 to 80 uh, percent non-white students. Um, and then as far as the physical education classes themselves, um, you know, at times it was pretty standard what you think about very large class sizes. Um, 
there, there would be anywhere from maybe four or more classes going on at the same time with one gymnasium um, and a very small auxiliary gym. And so um, what I told the specialist when we were talking about a school that would be a good fit for this study, um, I specifically said, I don't want to walk into a school where the students um, are doing everything necessarily that they've been asked to do. I want to go into a school that is, um, I don't want to say difficult, but a school that would um, not be necessarily real easy to go in. And then, you know, if I'm offering new activities that the students are just, you know, following directions, doing everything you want them to do, I wanted to to have a little bit of pushback because I felt like if I was able to show some progress or show that this was successful, um, it would just give it some more substance. So one thing I, I know about dissertations is often the data collection is, um, is challenging and it doesn't always go as expected. You know, um, every situation is going to be unique. Can you talk a little bit about what your data collection process was like and if you did face any particular challenges, how you uh, navigated that? Sure. Um, well, ideally, well, I guess the the picture perfect world for this was um, I started with the teacher that I was working with in August. Um, she and I looked at kind of what she was planning on teaching and talked about the activities and um, some of the units that I wanted to teach and we kind of we planned it out thinking that we would be done probably uh, mid-October um, and I, what we would do is I would come in on Mondays during her planning period and, and we would make sure everything was kind of planned out for the week and then I went into the classes at least two other times during the week. So I was there the majority of the time um, because the way to schedule was almost like an odd even or an AB schedule to make sure I saw both groups. And it was very frequent that either the teacher would email me or text me that something was happening that um, she wasn't going to be able to do the lessons that day or they had some type of... Um, assembly or something that all of us as PE teachers are very used to, um, you know, it would be fitness testing and having to get the fitness test done for that week and everything just keep seemed to keep pushing out. Um, so rather than being done like mid to late October, I literally, I think was in the building almost up until their um, end of December when they, you know, broke for the holiday. So it was a very long, much longer than anticipated um, journey. So once you got all that data in hand, it sounds like some interviews, some observations, and, and journaling. Um, how did you go about making meaning from it? What was your analysis process like? Uh, the first thing I did was I think what I was most interested in was doing um, transcribing the focus groups and seeing what um, the girls kind of making meaning of that and then kind of um, trying to figure out if any themes would, uh, you know, kind of appear and um, ended up doing uh, a code book, which literally was taking the 
um, transcriptions and cutting them in strips and kind of organizing them by similarities and then um, just thinking through like what themes uh, may appear from that. So for me, that was probably the most fun if all dissertation work can be fun. Uh, and then looking at um, the pedometer scores or their the steps. And so I was lucky enough to have um, the pedometers that you could, um, there's like a little docking station and the, the steps would go into the students, um, individual student files, and um, which was a lot of work on the back end, entering student names. Um, but that really allowed me to see um, that moderate to vigorous physical activity uh, level by student, by activity, which was very helpful. Um, and then another piece that was, I felt like fairly significant was being able to sit down with the PE teacher and ask about her experience. And then with um, my journaling, so each day that I was at the school, I just tried to make sure I took the time to actually write down like what we did, what were the stumbling blocks. Um, and so then coming back and comparing like what I wrote down versus what the students said versus what the teacher said um, and just seeing how all of that kind of magically aligned. And so it wasn't trying to force connections. They just, everything kind of came together, which was really pretty um, magical for me. <laughs> um, that the just that the steps mirrored what the student said and then what the teacher said was important for her um it was you know pretty neat again just to see how that all came together so what about the findings then can you talk about you know what were some of the most important impactful findings from your data um well i think one was that looking at just that, again, that moderate to vigorous um, physical activity and the the pedometer steps. Um, so in NPE, ideally, we want students to spend about 50% of their time at that moderate to vigorous level. Um, and so when I went back and looked at the days that I had the pedometer uh, readings, the girls hit that 50% um, on almost all the days where they were participating in um, the curriculum that I developed that either myself or the teacher taught or we co-taught. And the days where the girls didn't meet that were um, days where it was either a competitive activity or fitness testing. Um, so that was really to me significant and then the other thing that was kind of an added bonus was the boys also met that or almost met that 50 percent on those same days on the highly competitive days they still um, had that 50 percent or higher uh, but what that told me was even if we do so my kind of overall idea was to develop this non-traditional PE so thinking about based on what the literature said for girls was that they um, they don't want to be overall um, not every single girl but in general girls um, and some boys don't necessarily want a high competitive environment 
Um, they want to have a sense of choice in their activities and they want to be with their friends. So they want that opportunity to socialize. And um, so coming back to um, the boys, what was important to me was that the boys' participation didn't decline based on the activities that I developed or the girls hoping that their participation would increase. So I'm not sure how it made sense, but at the end of the day, the girls participated, they got that 50% MVPA and the boys did as well. So it was, um, you know, that was where I was saying that, you know, it was important for me to be able to say that just because we changed things up a little bit to get the girls to participate, the boys' participation did not decline. Right. Yeah. I think that is important. Was that, um, was that surprising to you or were there, was there other things in your results that you found a little bit surprising? Um, I think I was pleasantly surprised. I think being there, um, and being able to be a part of those lessons most days, I um, visually could see that the boys were participating, but it was just very good for me to be able to um, just show with, you know, certainty that um, participation, like this is what will work for girls. And again, thinking about um, the school that I was in was not, um, you know, like I said, a school where, you know, everything is just perfect and they've got all these resources. Um, and just in general, I think it gave me something to say that if, you know, at the end of the day, we really want our youth to be able to meet these, um, this 50% and get their moderate to vigorous activity activity on most days of the week that, you know, this is something that will work that yes, we want them to be know how to throw and their locomotor skills, non locomotor, um, we want them to be proficient in that, but I think with where the the status of health is for youth right now, and the um, another thing that you know I saw in the literature is if you think about kind of the progression from elementary to high school, the participation for boys and girls in elementary is pretty parallel um, when they go to middle school the boys, their participation kind of continues to go up and the girls either maybe stays the same or starts to decrease. And then even more so when they get to high school. Um, and then if you break it down by ethnicities, um, you know, that's an even um, bigger disparity. And so I think, you know, the literature tells us that you know, girls in general, their participation levels decrease. And, you know, I know we have all have our ideas about why, um, but it just showed me how important it is to figure out a way that we can get these these young girls um, excited about movement and hopefully in ways that they would want to do when they were not in their PE class. Absolutely. So um, now that you've finished your dissertation and you kind of had time to reflect back on it, you had to go back and do it all over again would you do anything differently um i think so i think um i would have liked to and i know it's it's a lot of bandwidth um 
I wish I could have been able to run these activities with more than the two classes if I could have been at a couple different schools, um, you know, as, as one person just basically trying to get through this process, um, you know, that was hard, but I, I was happy with the activities that I did. Um, I would, I know it was hard to, and I mentioned, I think earlier that we used heart rate monitors. Um, it was just too hard for the PE teacher if I wasn't there to hand out pedometers, hand out heart rate monitors, um, you know, wishing I'd had more time with her to really, um, you know, increase her confidence in being able to use these things, um, the different technologies when I wasn't there. Um, but I think just, you know, maybe being able to work with more than one teacher um, and then ideally it would have been I think pretty cool to to go like a whole year of the programming um, and maybe even talk to the boys at the end of this, which I did not do. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, with dissertations, there's always, I'm sure you got that advice that like, well, don't try to do too much. Um, yeah. like you make sure to keep it feasible. Um, so what have you, how's your dissertation impacting you uh, since you completed it? Is it you know, playing out in practical ways through your role at VCU, or are you disseminating the findings um, through, you know, academic or professional outlet? Um, well, we did, I did um, present at AERA. Um, that was when we were online. Um, I've shared this um, work with, um, at the state level at my state um, conference, and then I've also um, infused it before I started here at this role, I was teaching the secondary PE methods course and um, put that as part of the, when we were looking at different um, pedagogies as far as like skills-based instruction and um, like sport themes, things like that. I've, I added that in there and I felt like it was good to be able to um, not just say like you should do activities that you know are not focused on competition and this and that to be able to show my students like here's the research that shows um what i've done so i think it's um i haven't necessarily published my dissertation and or broken it into different journals but i feel like i've had some outreach with it um which has been good and i know it um, even in this role, thinking about working with the youth from the community and, um, you know, those of us that are, have our, our, you know, hands, like are, are working with kids. And when we're working on the different types of activities, it's always in the back of my mind about, you know, why are we doing what we're doing? Yeah. So it sounds like you've um, used it in ways that are really impactful and aligned with your professional role um you know so if it's you know a teaching focused role really making sure that your curriculum is innovative and up to date you know that makes sense and then you're talking about kind of working at a youth center uh, so having it play out there is also going to be really important so that starts kind of on my next question i was going to ask you know how are you staying connected to this idea from your dissertation work of, of girls and motivation and physical activity 
is there anything else you can say more about how you're um, doing that moving forward? Is it, you know, a, a something you're going to be focused on in your, your new role? I think we'll be with um, thinking about the camps that we do here and just the types of activities that we're going to offer. So even if it's a, a specific sports focus, um, how we organize activities, how we make sure that we're doing um, cooperative, having fun opportunities for movement for youth, I think is really important. Um, and then just um, not too long ago, I was asked by Human Kinetics to um, write a, a physical education book. So I'm excited to put a lot of this work in there. Well, yeah, that's a lot of exciting opportunity to eliminate um, your research. So I'm excited to hear that. Um, one of my favorite questions for this series have been uh, to ask you to think about uh, advice you might give to someone. So someone might be maybe struggling with a dissertation or maybe um, at that stage of figuring out, you know, what is it that I want to do with my dissertation and what's most meaningful and et cetera, et cetera. And so hearing from someone who's on the other side of it can be really um, really good and helpful. So if there are those people listening, what advice would you give someone about the dissertation? Well, I think one of the best pieces of advice I was given was um, don't try to change the world with your dissertation, you know, change the world after you finish your dissertation. So as, as much as you want to do all the things, think about one of one part of that big picture that you feel like you can focus on and then really take that time to learn from that, learn about the process, the methods, and then after you're on that other side, then think about the big picture. But, um, and that was, I think, one of my struggles is wanting to, to do all of the things. And like I said, work in a lot of different schools, but um, just knowing that, that for this, not as I was learning about how to do the research and what types of methods and what type of statistical tests to run and all of that. Um, sometimes less is more for this particular process and this kind of experience. Um, because if I'd gotten too big, it probably would have just, I would have hit a lot of roadblocks and gotten very frustrated and, um, you know, potentially would have taken me a lot longer to get through. Yeah. 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 I think that's really good advice. Thanks for sharing that. So we uh, are nearing the end of the conversation today. Is there anything else that you would want people to know about you or your dissertation work? Um, I think mainly for anybody in the, the world of physical education, just, you know, when I first got started teaching and basketball was my passion and I just couldn't believe everybody didn't want to learn, learn how to play basketball. Um, and I'm very competitive with myself. And that was another piece is learning that the students I was working with weren't me. Um, the majority weren't all super competitive and just thinking about in general, at the end of the day, what opportunities can we give these young people that they have a positive experience with movement 
um, so that really when they leave us, they still want to just pursue that healthy lifestyle because I've talked to so many college students that have such horrible memories of their middle and high school PE. And it just makes me, you know, in so many ways, just want to say this, this isn't, they don't all want to do these things. You know, they don't all want to play these competitive games and just take that pause, step back and, you know, bring the parachute back out because believe it or not, the, the middle and high school, you know, you, they still really love those activities as well. Yeah. I'm glad you're able to provide that perspective and leadership in the role you're in at VCU. Um, I think that's very important. Really enjoyed this conversation here today. I'm excited to be able to release it so others can learn about your your work and um, really look forward to seeing what you continue to do in uh, the greater Richmond area through the different roles that you have right now. Well, thank you so much for asking me and um, I look forward to hearing the other podcast as well. Awesome. Uh, Dr. Mueller, thank you for joining me on the dissertation diet. Thank you.